We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. You guys, Derek and Cody with you. Guys, I'm exhausted. That stream, I'm doing this five minutes after. Oh, man, I am so mentally exhausted from that game. I'm sure Cody probably is as well. Uh, it's never it's never an easy one in Indianapolis, is it, Cody? No, especially when you have a 10-year-old child calling your defense. Uh, definitely doesn't help. But, yeah, no, the game, three-point game, Derek, it should – the Colts were literally dominating the whole game. So the fact is a three-point game just points to some of the incompetence on the defensive coaching side of the ball, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, yeah, no, the fact is, you know what? Colts win. Uh, it wasn't always pretty, but the Colts ultimately, they did what they had to do, man, and they pulled through. So that's what matters. Yep, absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it don't matter how you win them, man. It just doesn't need to be pretty. But you win in spite of them. Uh, and the Colts ended up winning today off of, you know, just grit. And to be honest, it's a little bit of luck at the end of that game. Uh, so we're going to yeah. talk about it here. Um, before we get into like individual performances here, Cody, um, it really did feel like for the majority of this game, Indy was uh, – either big play or bust uh, for a good chunk of the offense. Uh, yeah. Even in, even in the second half, I mean, in the second half, you saw the offense put together quite a few more uh, drives that resulted in some good yardage, but you just weren't able to finish it. Um, but in that first half, it really felt like big player bust for Indy. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh boy, is this a repeat of the Falcons game? You remember Indy yeah. on their first drive against the Falcons. They went down, they scored, and then they did nothing the rest of the time. And you're like, oh boy, here we go again. Um, you know, just some poor decisions by Gardner Minshew, um, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just, uh, yeah, man, it, it was just 
it was very frustrating, very up and down, like you said. Some missed throws for sure. You know, I know he had a couple drops as well from some of your tight ends. So, like, just some self-inflicted things, you know. And, and Derek, I don't know what it, what it is, but it feels like we're due for at least two or three overthrows by Gardner Minshew per game now, where, where it could have extended the drive, right? If he just puts it on the numbers for Michael Pittman or if he just puts it a little bit closer for Kylan Granson on one of them. Like, those sort of things that, like, just really were drive killers – you know, in that first half. And so, but to their credit, they did come back and they did, you know, have finally uh, got Alec Pierce involved, Derek, which was nice to see. You know, there's something I just don't understand, Derek, is people are just, I feel like this whole year, it's just been the bash on Alec Pierce year. And I don't get it because he literally is open a ton but Gardner Minshew yes. misses him so many times down the field. There was another one, Derek, prior to that big touchdown where he was wide open and Minshew yeah. just completely First didn't see him. Or second drive, yeah, second drive. Right, and I'm not saying that, that he's like this world-beater wide receiver. He's going to be an all-pro. But what I'm saying is like you look at the pure numbers and you're like, wow, Pierce is not playing well. But it's not. I don't think it's that, Derek. I think it's just the fact that he doesn't have a quarterback right now that can get him the ball consistently down the field. And so – it's, it's very frustrating to see that because you know he's a big play waiting to happen when you do throw him the football. Um, and, you know, he is a big 50-50 guy down the field. I think out of all the receivers you have, he is by far the best guy, you know, pushing the ball down the field. He's the best vertical threat you have at wide receiver. So it was great to see them get him a little bit involved. And you're like, wow, okay, Minshew, do that more. And this offense is going to have a whole new wrinkle that it hasn't had for a long time. And so great to see him get involved. And then, you know, it's great to see Derek also the offense start to run the football effectively. You know, that was something that they really struggled to do, you know, two out of the last three weeks and two of their last three losses, they couldn't establish a line of scrimmage. They couldn't run the football. And today the Colts were able to run the football. You know, Jonathan Taylor today, Derek ran very effectively, 21 carries at 96 yards, a little over four and a half yards per carry. He did have a rushing touchdown. You know, his longest, Derek, was only a 15-yard run, but it yeah. was just methodical for Jonathan Taylor, especially in that second half. You know, he just really started to churn out those yards, you know. And, and fortunately, you know, I know he had a little bit where he got a little evaluated. I think it was a shoulder or something like that, but he came back in and he seemed to be fine. So that's good, good news. And then, obviously, uh, Ryan Kelly coming back in that game after yeah. having that, it was a left ankle injury, and you're like – we can never have anything nice. It's like you get your offensive line back, somebody else goes out. It's like a, it's like yeah. a literally. It was like good to see him back and actually it was great to see he came back again. It was good yeah. to see the original OG offensive line actually finish a game together for the first time, and like it feels like all season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Exactly. So it was great to see. And look, Derek, <laughs> there, you know how people were saying how bad a Braden Smith was, or maybe not how bad, but like how the Colts need to move on from Braden Smith. Today proved exactly why those people are completely ignorant. Braden Smith yeah. is one of the better right tackles in the NFL when he's on the field. You saw it today. I mean, Derek, like look at the last couple games with some of these dominant pass rushers. Look what they've been able to do against Blake Freeland. I mean, he's yeah. a rookie, I know, but like, and look what Max Crosby did against Braden Smith. He did not wreck the game, Derek, like yeah. say a Miles Garrett wrecked the game or say, you know, even last week, who, who the heck was it? Calais Campbell ruined yeah. the game. Like guys like that, that just didn't happen in this game. And so it was great to see Braden Smith back out there continuing to play at an elite level. And Derek, I think you really missed him in the run department too. He, he was really plowing guys in that run game and it was great to see this Colts five, five guys on their offensive line playing together collectively as a unit for the first time it seems like in forever and so love to see that from the offensive line really love to see the cohesion that they continue to build amongst themselves and I think Derek when you say when you have the Colts all healthy all five of their offensive line starters it's easily why we can say this unit is a top five unit in the NFL the problem is they just haven't all been healthy collectively this year. But when they are, like you have a top 10, top five potentially tackle duo, tackle duo in the NFL. You know, Quentin Nelson's getting back to mulling people in there. Ryan Kelly, we know what he's done. Will Fries has been a serviceable guard. So you really feel good about your offensive line. And you kind of picked up where you left off in that Pittsburgh game. You started to run the ball effectively. I think it was something like, nine or 10 or even maybe even 11 straight run plays the Colts win at one point in the second half. So yeah, man, the offense, they did have struggles, uh, certainly shot themselves in the foot more than once. I mean, you think about the one holding call on Bernard Ryman late in that game where literally he had Alec Pierce for a first down and then you just commit a penalty and you have to kick yeah. three there. It's just like things like that where you're like, man, you could just clean up some of those untimely penalties. The Colts could have put this game away a lot better sooner than probably they did. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what I feel about the offense. If you can get the run game going, you don't have to rely on Gardner Minshew to go through it 30, 40 times, right? Because in this game, Derek, he only threw it uh, tw- 23 times. So that's a good number. Keep it around that. I think you feel pretty good about this offense. Yeah, I mean, it was probably one of the only few times this year where Indy has actually ran the ball more times than it threw it. Um, probably one of the only few, uh, he, there was 27 rushes today and only 23 throws, um, certainly didn't feel like that was going to be the way that the Colts were going to move the football. Uh, if you based it off the start of the game, um, yeah. Cause I mean, that first drive, you know, you saw Jonathan Taylor, four carries for 25 yards and then Gardner Minshew had the one throw for 50 yards to Josh Downs. Um, and then after that, six straight throws for the Indianapolis Colts, and it resulted in two three and outs. Uh, it just, you know, and then after that, the next drive when you said, okay, so the Colts have to run the football now. You you had 
six straight throws and you failed to get a first down. Then you tried running the football and the Colts couldn't run the football. So it was the first half was very predictable. I wouldn't even necessarily say predictable. I would just say it was lack of execution from the Indianapolis Colts in the first half because, I mean, when you decided you needed to run the football, you couldn't run the football, which is so weird, Cody, because in the second half, you could run the football. You ran the football very well in the second half. But in the first half, outside of that first drive, you couldn't run the football very well. So it was just lack of an execution. Uh, You kind of said a lot there with a lot of different things. We kind of hop into a bunch of different things here. Gardner, like you said, 15 to 23, 224 yards and a touchdown today. Um, I did say it, Cody, that as long as Gardner Minshew does not turn the ball over, then you were going to have a good chance to be able to score on this team. And that sure enough became the thing. Didn't turn the ball over and you kept it in your hands and you allowed your defense to cook the best way that it could. Um, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, despite being a little bit banged up in this game, you said a 21 for 96 and a touchdown. It was a great performance overall by Jonathan Taylor. Overall, great job by the offensive line, uh, only giving up one sack today. And then, you know, being able to run for basically 130 yards. Uh, that's a great job by the offensive line, allowing yourself to be able to do that. Uh, receiving wise, uh, yeah, man, the, the the hate that Alec Pierce gets it, it, at the end of this year, it needs to stop. It, it needs to stop because Cody, that one that he missed, it's almost nauseating to me to watch that. Like when I watched that, when that came up after that second drive, because by then people had already put it up, I, I looked at it and I said, I almost threw up in my mouth because like that was so disgusting how Gardner Minshew never looked to the right, never looked to the right. If he looks to that ladder, that hitching ladder on the left side and that safety came up and then he looks right. That is a 75 yard touchdown throw and it's not even close and that is where it that is why it bothers me that you know with Gardner Minshew all year is like the numbers look decent Cody but like they could be so much better if Gardner just doesn't inflict those wounds of knowing where to go that's the big one uh but again Alec Pierce his one big catch great job there by Alec Pierce a great throw by Gardner uh Great job by Downs uh, setting the tone early. Again, it just it, it's remarkable to me that Josh Downs does not get utilized uh, much after that first drive, Cody. He had, he had one target the remainder of the game. I just find it so hard to believe that Josh Downs is never open. Like, how is he yeah. never open? It, it's so weird to me. Right. And then Michael Pittman, congratulations to Michael Pittman. Only the fourth guy in franchise history uh, to be ever able to get 100 receptions in a season uh, with, I think it was Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and Dallas Clark being the only ones to do so. So congratulations to Michael Pittman on that. Uh, Will Mallory had a good catch earlier in the the game. 
that really helped move the chains. Uh, Molly, Dude, I'm Pop, telling you, of them, but I'm telling you, man, Will Mallory's a guy the Colts got to get more involved. I've been saying, yes. I feel like I've been saying this for like since midseason. And like he's, you know, I think he's the best tight end on the roster right it's now. So I mean, Kyle strange, and just the target differential is so weird to me. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the game planning for for uh, Shane Steichen or if it's more Gardner Minshew because it's like for we we have acknowledged Alec Pierce gets missed two or three times a game for huge gains if Gardner Minshew would throw it to him. Uh, Josh Downs gets like one reception early in the game and then doesn't do anything the remainder of the game. Uh, Michael Pittman is the only guy that ever sees more than three targets in a game. And I mean, Michael Pittman was your third leading receiver. And then Will Mallory gets one target and he ends up being your fourth leading receiver. It's just so strange to me, just how like the target share is so strange. I know you want to space it out amongst people, but I'm not sure if that is on Shane Steichen or if that's more on Gardner not hitting the guys that he needs to. Yeah, probably a little bit of both. But again, I know it's hard to get everybody targets. You know, I understand that, but I just would like to see less Muali Cox snaps and more Will Mallory snaps in the passing game. Like, okay, to be fair, Mo is a better blocker. Like, no doubt about it. He had a couple of nice seal blocks on some runs. Yes. Um, and obviously, he's a huge body. Like, yeah, that that's obvious. But yeah, I would like to see them get, you know, Will Mallory more involved because Derek, I don't know if he's had a drop this season. Every time they throw him the ball, he makes the catch and he gets positive yardage. It's like every time he catches it, it's a first down or something positive. And, you know, you think about that. If Will Mallory would have been out there instead of Mo on that drop, you wonder. Could you have gotten a first down? Would he probably have caught that? Yeah, probably. Like, so I would just like to see him get some more run because I feel like every time he's had an opportunity, Derek, he's shown that he can make plays and he's done that. And so I would like to see that a little bit more. I know with three tight ends, it's difficult to get everybody snaps, like you said, try to divvy those up. But that's one thing I would like to see a little bit more in this offense. But again, you know, when you run the ball as effectively as you did in the second half, you know, that stuff does, does go down because you ran it so many times. Similar to that Pittsburgh game, you didn't have to throw it down the field. So that was definitely a good thing to see. Um, you talk about Michael Pittman Jr. I want to just give him credit, right? He, he broke a career best uh, today in terms of yardage. Um, you know, he needed, I believe, 23 yards. Yeah, uh, so this is according to to Chapel before the game, Mike Chapel. He said he needed 23 yards uh, for a career best, which was 1,082 in 2021. Uh, today he had 46 yards. So he doubled what he needed in this game and now a career best year for Michael Pittman Jr. And Derek, he missed basically two and a, or one and a half games uh, due to that concussion. So uh, great to see Pittman just coming on. And he had a huge catch on that fourth down that just completely like – change that game in a lot of ways because you think about that Derek if you don't convert on that fourth down Crosby is literally in the face of Gardner Minshew right so he just throws up a prayer basically to Pittman and Pittman comes down that's exactly right there Derek why you need to pay Michael Pittman Jr. in the offseason there's no question anymore he is the number one receiver 
right? So I loved what I saw from Pittman today. All these receivers, I thought, played well when they were targeted. And so I'd love to see the Colts continue to give them more opportunities, especially down the field with guys like Pierce and Pittman. Just give them more opportunities. Would love to see it. Yeah, overall, the offense, they definitely had some issues today. But it felt like for the most part, especially in that second half, the offense really took it to another level. So I definitely love to see that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Let's head on over to the defensive side of things. Actually, first, before we even get to the defense, I want to talk special teams for a minute. Um, Overall, again, guys, uh, special teams was not bad today. The only special teams blunders, really. EJ Speed being an idiot for a second, uh, and that ended up costing the Colts seven Seven points. Uh, It feels like every other game at this point, Cody, he does that. I'm starting yeah. to get to the point where he, no, he doesn't need to look. I mean, I don't, and the weird thing is he doesn't always do it on special teams. He mainly does it on defense. Uh, again, EJ speed, stop hitting people when you don't need to. Seriously. That's all it is. Just, yeah. just, just, just stop. Just stop. That's, that's the only thing. And Matt Gay, you are so lucky that there, there was an offsides called. You are so lucky. So lucky. <laughs> hey, I just want to say shout out to Jack Jones on that last drive. Two thanks, huge penalties. Hey, you, 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 you did us a great service the last couple weeks, man, beating the Chargers and beating the Chiefs the way you have. And you, you helped give the gift of giving for uh, Indianapolis. Thank you, dude. Um, Thank you. We appreciate that. Go to our defense. Um, I mean, I, and here's the thing, Cody, I think that you take away the, the last drive that they scored because clearly they were told to play prevent and don't attempt to do anything crazy. Um, it was not the best performance by the Colts team today, but it was by far, uh, their, it wasn't even close to their worst. Uh, last week they were much worse than this. Give me your overall thoughts on this Colts defense today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, ironically enough, I know people will scoff at this a little bit, but I felt like the young secondary held up pretty well today. Yeah. You know, Nick Cross being back there, Ronnie Harrison. Also, that was interesting to me that, you know, Ronnie Harrison was back there and there was no Rodney Thomas back there. Derek, yeah. I think we might be seeing a trend coming up here um, where Rodney Thomas is off the field because it seems like when he's been on the field, there's been those mental lapses, those breakdowns for the long passes. And so I uh, definitely am in- interested to see kind of how the Colts do that. You know, what do they do with that? I thought Nick Cross played pretty well today. I don't know how you felt about it, but I felt like those two those two safeties played pretty well. Uh, the young corners, while they did have issues, you know, Brent's had a couple uh, James uh, Jalen Jones obviously had a couple, but like I felt like they made plays. And and let me just talk about this real fast. 
What an absolutely stupid tic-tac penalty on that pick six. That was dumb. Yeah, that I understand was, he was grabbing him. People were saying that's a good penalty, and I'm like, okay. Like, he didn't prevent him from catching the football, though. Right. He was outside. You know? Like, yeah, I don't it, know. It just – It is it what it like is. Was a, I, you, yeah. you, if you're Jalen Jones, you just can't – you can't grab like that. You know, like, that was the I issue. Understand. You know, holding and gripping onto the jersey from the back. The whole route. I mean, it's that was the issue. Uh, I understand. Again, that. like he clearly had him regardless. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tipper tat. You're right about that. I, I would yeah. just say, like, for the defensive secondary, I, I thought it was a really great experience for them. Uh, I think yep. it was really great experience because you got to go up against. Maybe the maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, uh, and one of the best for sure. Uh, again, I know 13 catches, 126 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, sounds a lot more intimidating than what it actually was throughout this game. Uh, the majority, like literally half of that, came on the last drive. So where they were playing prevent, uh, and, and he had 21 targets. 21 targets in this game. That's 21. Nuts. I know he had almost half the targets. He had almost half yeah. the targets today. And yeah, for, and I want to say this, Derek. I want to say, you know, Juju Brents had a couple moments there, especially that fourth down he led up, where they it was weird because like the Raiders were going out, they sent their their special teams out. Antonio Pierce is screaming for them to come back, and then they throw and convert it. And I think people were just confused there. But then yeah. I want to give Brents credit. You know, he's a young corner, but I felt like he responded extremely well, especially down, you know, where needed. You know, he had a couple nice pass breakups in a row. So, like, again, you can live with those, right? Because he's a rookie. Both of them, him and Jones, they're rookies. Yeah. You're, you're, you expect them to make rookie mistakes and have rookie moments, and they did. But to their credit, I felt like especially for, for Juju Brents, he came back and he made a couple nice pass breakups and he didn't allow a touchdown. And the, the Raiders had to force, you know, were had to kick a field goal. And ultimately, that could have been the difference in this game, and it might have been. So I want to give him credit for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, it, it had its bad moments. It had its good moments. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, they made a couple good plays. And, I mean, yep. credit to Jalen Jones. I mean, on the, and that last touchdown by Devontae, that was – that was just Devontae being Devontae. I don't, there's insane. not much more you could have done to stop that yeah. one. I mean, that's just an elite receiver right there. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, again, I, I saw a lot of plays, especially even at the end where you sat back and you said, yeah, that, that dude, that dude's got it. Uh, Juju had a bunch of it, especially today. Um, he had some really good moments on Devontae, especially at the end there. Uh, that lock coverage on Devontae Adams, man. He was going at it. And it, it reminded me of Stephon Gilmore from last year, Cody. Uh, 1v1 against Devontae Adams. You tried him, and Juju just said, nah, dude, you're not you're not doing that to me. So I love it. I love, I love what I'm seeing from Juju. Uh, and I like what I'm seeing from Jalen as well. I mean, he is. He is a young guy, and they're both young guys, and they're going to learn from this. And, you know, it's the only way they're going to really get the experience, man, is if they're out there doing it. And you got to remember, 
the Colts missing Kenny Moore right at the start of this. I mean, they did this without Kenny Moore on the roster today. And that that's yeah. a big blow uh, for this kind of situation. So really good without, to see well, that. Yeah, without both of your top defenders, really, Julian Blackman and Kenny Moore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Missing your two best guys in your secondary. Yeah, and you're still able to really limit it to just uh, just Devontae Adams making the, the biggest threat. Um, I will say this. Uh, it felt early in the game that the Colts were doing a great job of getting consistent pressure on Aiden O'Connell. Uh, just felt like in the second half, it wasn't quite as apparent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt like he had a lot more time. The pass rush was not very timely at all. Um, you know, they had a couple sacks early, like you said, and then they just they had like six quarterback hits or something crazy like that in the first half. And then they just completely like felt like they didn't touch him the rest of the game. So, yeah, that definitely wasn't great to see. Pass rush has got to be better. Got to be better for sure, especially against, let's be honest, like, one of the weaker quarterbacks you'll see on your schedule all year. Um, they just got to be better than that. So a big game, <laughs> well, obviously, coming up against Houston, and yep. you got to get pressure under C.J. Stroud or else he's going to tear you apart. Just hope that Kenny Moore will be back, and uh, and then we just hope that that defensive line is going to be able to make some uh, pressure on Houston and uh, be able to slow down the run too. Because, I mean, here's the thing, Cody. Um they ran the ball relatively the same amount as we did. Uh, 23 carries amongst all their core, all their running backs, 81 yards. So a little over three and a half yards to carry. Um, I obviously not to the extent that the Indianapolis did today, but I still was not very entirely thrilled with the Colts run defense. Um, yeah. I'll just say the only difference is, Indy only had, I can remember, one play where they ran the ball and lost yardage off of it. Uh, the Colts mm-hmm. had a couple of times where they were able to stuff Zamir White uh, at the line of scrimmage or back beyond it. Um, but otherwise, besides that, Zamir White still ran all over the Colts' defense today. You think so? He only had about three and a half yards I per know. carry. It doesn't, so the, the numbers great. don't look great. I get it. But like, I, I, I was not impressed with or middle of that game, Zamir White, it felt like he was getting six, seven, eight yards every run. It felt like that. It um, felt like later on. Later on, he yeah, was. Yeah, like later like on sort of thing. It, it, was, it was very strange. Uh but it, it, like you said, it wasn't. It ultimately didn't really change much of their dynamic. Um, they just they, they ran the ball a little bit better than I than I would have liked. But nevertheless, it is the. I think it is the first time in literally, like I, I'm going to say, probably almost six or seven weeks that the Colts have held the opposing team to under 100 yards rushing. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll take it. I'll take it with a grain of salt. I'll gladly. Uh, except that because, yeah, I was I was afraid about that. I was afraid about how yeah. the Raiders would run the football today, given how they ran last week on the Chiefs. Uh, so it was yeah. very nice to see them be able to not give up big runs. And I felt like in key situations on third downs, their run defense really came through today. 
there was multiple times, Derek, where the Raiders needed it was like a third and one or something like that. And the Colts stuffed them a few different times. And you think about that, if, if you don't get that touchdown to Devontae Adams, the first touchdown he had, um, you know, it was a third down and, you know, decent. And, and I felt, or was it, was it a third or fourth? I don't remember. But regardless, it wasn't. The, the, the issue was never your run defense in key spots. It was more your pass defense and really just Devontae Adams being Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I felt like the run defense, while they definitely had some leaks, I was fine with them. I felt like they were fine. Um, they definitely, you'd like to see a little bit better in certain ways, but you know what? I can't be mad with how the run defense played, um, especially considering they, you know, they didn't really feel like they did a ton against you um, in the key situations running the football. So I'm good with it, with what they did today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, nevertheless, guys, uh, Andy improves their record nine and seven. So Cody, one way or the other, Indianapolis finishes the year with a uh, winning record. Uh, Very crazy to say the least that we're in this situation and we'll make a video on that later on. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Colts win in a in a very tight game against the Raiders. Um, and I will say one last thing before we head out: uh, Raiders, man, y'all need to y'all need to lock up uh, Antonio Pierce as head coach, man. I mean, tell you what, for the team that he has right now and the way that y'all are playing, I mean, no doubt Antonio Pierce has he's had my respect as a coach, but after seeing that. I mean, man, that dude, his players fight hard for him, and they they need to definitely keep him around for sure. Uh, but that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts on this game and where the Colts stand. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.